A young woman people can't stop talking about. Go Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. 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 Ish. What just happened? Welcome back to another week of Swiftish. I'm Shelby. And I'm Ashley. And it's been one full week of reputation. One whole week. Can you believe it? No, I can't. I'm just... Do you remember life before reputation? <laughs> no, I, I can't think of anything but these songs now. I don't think I've listened to literally anything else all week. I haven't either. I did stop and listen to one of my other favorite podcasts. Oh, okay. Murder podcast. Yeah. This has been the only thing music-wise that I've been listening yeah. to. I know. It's been so fun to like hear them and really... Because, like, when we last talked, we had just heard it. Like, it was literally less than 24 hours before. It was a rush. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like... Like, let's get off. all of our thoughts, yeah. just, like, word vomit them out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I did a good I job. I know. But it's been fun to, like, actually listen to the lyrics and, like, explore the songs a little better and the context of the whole album. And I just think it's been such a great week. It's been a great week at- like, I don't know if my circles under my eyes have been darker. <laughs> I know. I feel like I haven't had a solid sleep since probably August 24th when she blacked out everything. But especially this last week because it's been nonstop. She's been everywhere. Taylor Nation has been tweeting up a storm. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's the song. Do you just want to listen to it over and over again? There are yeah. so many reasons to lose sleep over Taylor Swift. I know. So it started off, I mean, she, right off the bat, this album wasn't available to stream. So... It was all about album sales. Which was smart on her behalf. <laughs> everyone was wondering if she was going to be able to sell over a million. Yeah. Partially because Spotify right. and Apple Music, like... It's hard to do if, now. If you can go, like, for free and listen to it, why buy it? Right. But because it had such a big hype, people would buy it even though these streaming companies yeah. were streaming it. Someone <laughs> even messaged me. They were like, oh my gosh, do you think that she's going to be just one of my personal friends? Like, when can I listen to I it? Know. Do you think it's, like, you, I'll be able to? I'm like, yes, calm down. Just and you're like, one here's week. one of my 13 CDs you can have. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I know. And then, so it was like a loud week, but then suddenly it's been all quiet. Taylor disappeared from social media. She did disappear from social media, and some people are wondering if maybe it's because she is in Shanghai. I know. Do you know what's in Shanghai? Well, this goes back, like, all the way to, like, was it, like, our first podcast? One of our first or second podcast. Uh, Rumor had it was, you know, she was going to be performing at Victoria's Secret Fashion Show with Harry Styles. (laughs) Taylor, or Kaylor, depending on which (laughs) way you're looking at it, would be reunited. Um, And there's been some speculation. You know, I think for a lot of us non-Asian Swifties, we really don't know what's legit (laughs) or what's not legit when it comes to media coming out of China. Right. Because we don't know what to look for. Everything as it is looks foreign to us. Yeah. Um, But... It was confirmed just recently that Taylor wasn't going to be performing at the fashion right. show. It was going to be Katy Perry. Yeah. And did you <laughs> have you heard of the drama behind Katy Perry this week? No. I oh, haven't seen let involved. me tell you. Yes. So she was going to be the performer. Yeah. And everyone was like, "Oh, Taylor's not coming. She's not <laughs> yeah. going." Kate. She I, doesn't want to deal with. That she doesn't want to run in. No mm-hmm. drama. She doesn't want to. Put anything Still on the, the barbecue, yeah. nothing, no beef. <laughs> well, Katie was granted a visa. The decision was apparently reversed after the government caught wind of a controversial incident in 2015. I mean, which one? You know? Well, so one specifically had to do with Taiwan. She oh. came out 
on stage. She was wearing this like a uh, really glittery sunflower um, dress, mm-hmm. and it had um, had the colors of like the Taiwanese flag. Okay. Now, if you don't know this, the sunflower has been adopted by the anti-China protesters. And to drive her point home, Perry also waved a Taiwanese flag during the concert to show the support of the country. You know, like China and Taiwan have been butting heads over its independence. Now, so when someone, especially a performer, is granted a lovely visa to work in Mm. China, to perform in China, they start scouring their media. But... Katie, you know, everyone's like, oh, well, Katie's not doing it anymore. <laughs> so who is? Taylor. Yeah. Harry Styles has been officially confirmed. Yeah. But there's also, like, five other performers that we really don't know about yeah, that could be I, confirmed. I feel like I heard there was this commercial going around that was like, oh, mm-hmm. Taylor Swift's performing. But I it said turns it out, yeah, someone misled me. It turns out it was... It was fake. People just confirmed that Harry and Miguel were the performers. So I yes. haven't heard anything about Taylor. Maybe so she's just going to be a there. Break. Maybe she's gonna, maybe she's just there hanging out with her yeah, friends, and she'll be true. like front row when this lovely episode <laughs> drops. We'll find out. But speaking of unconfirmed rumors, yeah, have you heard of the Swift Life? I know. I woke yeah. up and it was like just a few days ago. There was this thing on Tumblr going around, a screenshot from the app, mm-hmm. and it was saying that oh, confirmed, there will be a platinum edition of Reputation with six new tracks and an acoustic cover of Gorgeous. Oh. And I was so excited. <laughs> the thing is, is that we really don't know because yeah. we don't have access to the Swift right. Life. We don't know what's from a fan and what's from Taylor. Apparently, there's a little message like on the very bottom, a little arrow airplane message. Right. If that airplane's there, it means it's not from Taylor Swift. Right. But people are still sharing it. So I have no idea. Right. And apparently... January 10th, we will find out. Yeah, basically it's been unconfirmed by Taylor, Taylor Nation, anyone official, but it's a rumor that's out there, and I would be fine if it was true. And this is the thing, (laughs) this is the thing, I know I say this is the thing all the time, why would she do it on January 10th? Because possibly more and more people would buy that album, making it the best-selling album of 2018. Oh. So she would get the best-selling album of 2017, (laughs) and the best-selling album, potentially, of 2018. Right. That's a good idea. She hasn't thought of doing a a platinum edition. She should. Yeah. For that reason. We'll buy it. I would. You'll buy 13 copies. No, no, I would buy one (laughs) copy. That's all. You know, but speaking of um, international Swifties and rumors that are confirmed. The tour dates have been Yeah, we got the tour dates! I know, it was such an exciting day to see that soon we'll get to see Taylor perform. Oh, speaking of soon, your birthday's coming up pretty soon. I like, I signed up for Houston, obviously, and then they released the tour date list. I was like, sort of frustrated because I'm like, oh, Houston's like the last show, basically. September 29th. I was like, I can't wait till then. And then I looked at the first, and it's on my birthday. Oh, which so, is uh, in Arizona. Yeah. April. Do I know anyone in Arizona? No. No, but you have family that's really close. <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to convince my sister that we should go. Best yes. birthday ever. I know. It would be unreal. I'm like, bye, husband. Bye, dog. Like, I'm going to go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go party with my best friend, Taylor. After you told me that, the first thing I did was look look on her tour date to see if she was performing on August 9th. Yeah. She's not. Uh, but I will probably see her July 14th in Philadelphia oh, because fine. I have some friends out there yes. who will want to see her. 
That'll be great. So the we thing will both is, see her twice. There's only a few dates, so it's yes. like there's less chances to see her. So you want to see her, and if you want to see her twice, you have to think about where and but how. But this is maybe why she the hype will be so high for her pre-sale dates. Right. It did say that this is only round one of her tour dates. I know. There's been a lot and of confusion. A lot of people like Adele. Right. Pink have released more dates after right. their pre-sale because they want to know that they're going to be yeah. outsold and they're going to like make a profit for the venue. That's true. And so, but it is like the smallest, I think it's like half as many shows as she did no, for 1989 like in North America. Once a week. Yeah. And we don't even know anywhere else. Yeah. I uh, added myself on the website for any information on the Ireland oh, uh, yeah. tour dates because... I potentially be going <laughs> yes. to Ireland, not for Taylor, <laughs> but an added bonus. But an added bonus. <laughs> I know. So she she hasn't announced the international tour no. yet, and all Big Machine Records said was look out for announcement about UK, Ireland, Australia, and New Zealand. Yes. So instantly, Ooh. this bomb went off in the fandom for all the international fans who are like. Why us? isn't she coming to Asia? Why isn't she coming to more places in Europe? Does she own a map? Well, like, so in the past, she's been to Japan, which is a huge yeah. fan base for her. She's been to China before. She's been mm-hmm. to Germany, Netherlands, Singapore in the past. So I don't see why she would right. weed them out. I mean, maybe she's burnt out from doing these huge international tours. Hold maybe on. she wants the she personal three time. day or three years <laughs> to herself. You're right. We need but, some Taylor. But if we're supporting her relationship, we have to support her personal time. We, I, we do. We do. You know, that is a big problem within relationships yeah. is the touring season. Yeah. Because you don't see them a lot. Right. But what stops Joe from flying to her? <laughs> if he can't survive a year and a half of touring, yeah. then Taylor... Need to say bye bye. You're right. That's true. Her she fans should come just first. Suck it up. And then it's Joe. <laughs> Joking. Yeah. But it is. It'll be interesting to see if more dates are announced, if there will be more in the US, if there will be more locations worldwide, and if she's going to do arenas and not just stadiums. Because yeah. this is a stadium tour, which is a huge deal. And like, not a lot of artists obviously can fill Still stadiums. stadiums. But a lot of people are like, well, I want to go, and there's no stadiums around me, so can you please do an arena? I th- I think she's going to, to change that. I yeah. really do. I think maybe this is just round one of her stadium tour. Right. Maybe she'll be doing a Reputation Arena tour next. We'll just have to see, and it's but been like a lot of... December 5th. Yeah. <laughs> I've been yeah. boosting like crazy. I know, but there's still like... There's still so much angst about the Ticketmaster situation, honestly. <sighs> I, I've i been boosting, too. I move up and down in line. Like I'm just like at a loss of what it all means. So basically this week, when she announced the tour, you could go on Ticketmaster and update your preferences. So Which you could, I was excited for, because yeah. you can go from... It used to be a maximum of four tickets, yeah. but now you can do... Six tickets, yeah. which why I'm happy is I have a bunch of friends who are who like I have a friend who's flying in who wants to come with me, and yeah. so that's you've got a big circle. Two more, two <laughs> yeah. more. I mean, if I can do eight, I'd be like, come on, right. you're coming with me. <laughs> yeah, but the other thing that changed is it used to say tickets would range from fifty to two hundred, and now it's saying fifty, 50 to three hundred fifty plus. So yes, it's like no one knows how much these tickets are going to cost. Well, we and do. They're going to cost, you know, it's a maximum of 350 <laughs> Well, it says 350 plus. So it could be more than Ugh. that. 
So when I when I put up my bar to say three hundred fifty, it could mean that I'm actually looking at three hundred fifty towards five hundred dollar ticket prices. Yeah. And that's not even for the VIP, which the VIP is a different selection and doesn't offer a price range. It doesn't so offer you have a price no range. Idea what you it's have no idea cost. what you're going to get. Yeah. Um, I was seeing on Twitter that some people are like, no, VIP doesn't mean you're going to get good seats. It just means you're going to get, get, get good extra, swag. Yeah. Do and that. as much as I love Taylor Swift, I don't want a ticket in a frame <laughs> right. if I'm up in the nosebleed because I'm yeah. not going to want to remember that. Yeah. So I was confused. And... I call Ticketmaster. Proactive. And eesh, not, that they knew, <laughs> not that they knew that much. They were like, yeah. who is this, Taylor Swift? I'm like, yes. Yeah, have you heard of her? <laughs> She's doing a verified Ticketmaster thing with yeah. you. And so I asked the person I was talking to about the VIP, will you get better access to tickets? And she's like, yes, no matter what, if you select the VIP option, mm-hmm. you will get better tickets. But yeah. I want to know. I've been tweeting at Taylor Nation. Obviously, <laughs> they're going to get back to me. Well, previous... With her last tour, she had VIP options, but there were price ranges within the VIP yeah. options. So you could, like, pick and choose, oh, do you want the VIP floor experience, the VIP pit so experience? This is what I did, just in case. So oh, okay. I selected the highest range of 350 uh-huh. for my tickets. Right. I kept it there, and then I went over and selected the VIP option. I'm hoping that oh, they'll see... Well, I, I don't know. Oh. I'm hoping that maybe <laughs> that is, because even if I go right. back to the ticket option, it's still at the oh, last okay. price level I put it. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So maybe, like, if you go in and put 200 dollars for a standard right. ticket and then you select a VIP ticket, they'll yeah. give you options for a two hundred dollar right. VIP ticket, which would probably be like five hundred dollars. <laughs> I know. You guys That's the start saving now. I know. It's an expensive tour. It's it's interesting because maybe it's because it's stadium. Because there are more seats, more people are going to be vying for those front row tickets. Right. But does that mean that 350 will just be for a handful of tickets and then all the other ones will be priced out normally in like yeah. the 100, 200 range? Because last tour, you could get floor tickets for $200. Yeah. And so is it, Lin-Manuel did this with the Hamilton tickets where when he realized scalpers were making so much money, he mm. just upped the prices in the box office to be like, well, if they're valued at this, I'll get the profit here. And so I wonder if Taylor Swift is doing a similar thing where she knows people will pay that much. So she's like, okay. I think that might be a good thing because she is really known this era for making that money. Yeah. And wanting to have people buy more CDs. Yeah. But I do have to tell you that this is not persuading ticket scalpers yeah. not to do it. <laughs> right. I have a coworker who got a mit, like a CD in the mail because she's really good friends with someone who runs a ticket uh, company who like resells oh, okay. tickets. They're still boosting. Uh-oh. She got the CD, she got the code, and she gave it to him. I mean, like, it's not deterring I know. boosting, because that's what they do for a living, so I'm sure they have people working for them boosting every single day. That's interesting. And they have the money at their hands to buy yeah. 13 tickets. Oh, no. 13 CDs. I'm going to be so frustrated if I did all this, and I still don't get tickets. And you have to pay $1,000 yeah. for a seat. <laughs> so yeah. there's been some drama. But Mm -hmm. all in all, the release week was really positive, and a lot of beautiful, fun things happened. She did SNL, and that went really well. She, Uh, but did it? Oh, did it not? It went really well, but this. Well, her performances went well, but SNL ratings are always bad. So I had a friend who's always kind of like telling me like all the negative things. I think she did an amazing job, but she messaged me and she's like, oh, well, you know, like out of all SNL's um, ratings, like this is the lowest of the season. (laughs) It's going down and Taylor was the performer. Yeah. I was like, well, like let's, let's hold on because like 
the host was great, amazing. She made history, first black mm-hmm. comedian ever. Every single skit she was in was great. Oh, she's so charming. But there was one skit where they were doing stuff to dolphins that lasted <laughs> way too long. But I, I honestly haven't seen a full episode of SNL in years. I don't know anyone who really like loves it. it no, you know? I only watch it's it when people sad. I know who are on it. <laughs> right. So I don't think it has anything to do with the host or the performer. I feel like it has to do with the content. Right. But yeah. That's that. She did a great job. Yeah. Hilarious. There was some drama with Tiffany Haydish liking a tweet about not wanting to perform with Taylor. Right. Yeah. About preferring to perform with Miley. And so everyone was like, wow, Tiffany, like, way to shade Taylor. But as Taylor always does, once you meet her, you're won over. She loves And Taylor. now in an interview, she was like, oh, yeah, Taylor, I hadn't ever met her before. Now we're friends. I'm, like, texting her right now. I'm wearing one of her shirts. Yes. I'm wearing like, oh, shirts. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you do. You got to kill him with kindness, you yeah, know? you do. Just kill him with kindness. Yeah. It showed, too, because... She also made a surprise appearance on Jimmy Fallon that yeah, week. so they didn't know that... They didn't know for sure that she would perform. Oh, they yeah. reached out to her the day of, like, Jimmy right. Fallon, and they're like, hey, like, Jimmy's coming back after his mom yeah. passed away. Would you want to come and perform? And she and was like, yeah. She said yes, and it just... It everything about that was so sweet, because Jimmy, he gave his monologue, and he was obviously, like, really emotional, yeah. because he was so close to his mom, and... He, uh, he told a story about how when him and his brother would walk to the store with his mom, she would squeeze his hand three times for, I love you. I and then he would squeeze back. Yeah. And then once they heard the news that she was in the hospital, he rushed over there. He squeezed her hand three times. It was just really sad. And then you flashed to Taylor performing New Year's Day. Yeah. And she references how, you know, squeezing hands three, like, for three times yeah. in the back of a cab. Which is just, like, a total coincidence yeah. lyric. Like, she didn't change it for the show. That was always in it. It, but just, it was just worked out perfectly. It was precious. I and know. she gave him that hug afterwards. Yeah. I mean, everyone involved in the show was, like, tweeting about how special an experience it was and how, like, truly touching it was. And none of it felt fake, forced, whatever. Mm-hmm. They were all, like, Taylor was so sweet. So. And imagine being a fan. Yeah. Oh, I know. Not even a fan. Imagine just being like, hey, I'm going to the Jimmy Fallon show right. tonight, and all of a sudden, yeah, Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Taylor Swift is announced for a surprise appearance. I would die. But she did great. It was so yeah. beautiful. And it was. Um, it's nice to see her do these live performances, because you see how she's strengthening as a singer, as a performer. She has just a beautiful range now that's like you can see the strength in her voice yeah. and it's I was so watching a video of her from 2008 and she was definitely like a good performer right. but you could see how much she's developed how much yeah. she's grown it's yeah amazing. and it's nice that you're seeing like on SNL she did like the big production ready for it performance with the dancers and she was breaking it down and it was really great and you're like oh this will be what the tour is like but then she switched right into Gorgeous and did an acoustic version where you're like, oh, this is going to be what the tour is too. Like, mm-hmm. she's always so good at at blending those two styles so you never feel like you lose the heart of her performance. Yeah. I just love it. I did too. And so, clearly, like, she's really sticking to her guns when she said there would be no explanation, there'd just be reputation because at all of these... Of performances, she's never once done an interview. It's just her performance, which was sad because yeah. there was a kitten skit, and yeah. I was like recording it because I was like, "This is gonna be it. <laughs> Taylor's coming." So everyone she can't was resist. everyone was worried after SNL that she yeah. didn't like 
you know, look, like, <laughs> she she, like Taylor's really dead. Yeah. She didn't go to the kittens, and she, like, posted on Tumblr to someone's post, and she said, oh, it's okay, like, I all's totally well. Found I found those kittens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think it's great that even without this, like, talking and going out of her way to meet and, like, discuss, it's still working. Oh, yeah. Like, she's doing so well. Reputation already has four number one singles on the U.S. charts. Yeah. And the last album to do this was 1989. So she's just out beating herself. And then it is her fourth album to have one million sales in its first week. Do we know officially how many sales it has had? I haven't heard because them I announce think, it yet. So Adele had about 3.5 oh, yeah. million in one week. Right. I don't think anyone expected Taylor to surpass that. Oh, I no. Think, I was yeah. just, like, ranging. Like, oh, how yeah, yeah. do we have an idea of where she was? Because within the yeah. first day, she was at, what, 800,000? Yeah, I think the first day was 700,000 mm-hmm. sales. The first three days, she hit a million point one I think and so I imagine she settled in around like 1.5 or yeah, so which is great yeah. I was just thinking like when are we gonna find out how I know many actual cells yeah it'll be it'll be interesting to see and she definitely beat 1989 sales which is exciting and not I surprising mean, she's the only artist ever in the history of uh, female male yeah, ever to have four albums premiere at 1 million sales. Yeah. It's great. It's great and it's so sweet cuz she did a she did a meet and greet at this party she had. No one expected her to come. People were like, "Oh yeah, she's not the like, reputation Nation, party." Yeah, Taylor Nation told people that she wasn't coming and Which then she popped up. Was kind of like the um Super Bowl party. Yeah. What they had I thought know. it was going to be exactly like that. Yeah. And so like lo and behold, she surprises yes. them, gives them like gives a speech, talks about it. But while she was there, she was talking to a fan who was like, oh, like, this is so exciting, it's doing so well. And she's like, yeah, I was honestly, like, worried, like, that Taylor Swift is over really affected me, and so it's nice. I'm so touched that you guys came through. part of me doesn't buy that, (laughs) because it's Taylor Swift, and she saw the hype that was her during all of her singles. Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but the hype during her singles wasn't positive. Like, everyone but from was her fans, on it. Well, yeah. From her fans, they were all yeah. positive. People were, like, buying tickets to go see her in Jingle mm-hmm. Bash. Mm-hmm. I, so you're calling her bluff on her I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, maybe before she released right. the album, she was worried. Yeah. But, like, once she got all this positive reviews, she, right. people well, were going to show like, up. Yeah, this was just right after the album was released, so... I imagine that there was some Emotions. insecurity, yeah, some yeah. trepidation. I'm just thinking from my point of view how yeah. obsessed I am with Taylor Swift. <laughs> right. that like, You're like, I, I had, had 13. <laughs> I had no insecurities. Yeah. I knew people were going to right. show up. So I under, I'm just seeing it from my point of view. Yeah. I'm not Taylor, so I get where she's coming from. Yeah. But do you get where I'm coming yeah, from? Yeah, no, okay. I agree. I can see it going both. But the point is she was happy that it's done so well, and it Me has. Too. She keeps referencing all these good reviews, and we we talked about a few of them last week, but... They continue to be pretty positive, and um, I guess one of them that came out was Pitchfork, which they are very, very, (laughs) very rough on their reviews, and I think they gave Ed Sheeran, like, two for his last album, (laughs) but they've also never reviewed her before because they just thought it wasn't worth their time or whatever, Mm -hmm. but they reviewed her, and they said, Reputation is an aggressive, lascivious display of craftsmanship one that makes 1989 sound like a pit stop on the way to Swift's full embrace of modern pop. And I was like, oh, wow, Pitchfork, you're coming through. Uh, it's the good truth. But they posted <laughs> they three days afterwards, yeah. 
might have been a different author, just yeah. rebuttaling, said that her full embrace of modern pop feels sadly <laughs> conventional. Speaking about this is why we can't have nice things, she's shooting for over-the-top, campy villainy, but it scans as stubborn petulance. Every listener is over this. Which is not true. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Taylor is a villain. for the she's campy not a victim. villain. Yeah. But everyone, everyone, it flips and flops. That's the thing. It's like, even the positive reviewers have to be like, oh, well, look what you made me do still sucks. Yeah. Or like, I'm not really a fan, but this song is good. Yeah. And it's just, that's how it's going to be, is mm-hmm. the haters still hate. Hate is going to hate. <laughs> I think we've said that in, like, every single episode we've recorded. It's the theme of the era. It is. But um, people went on to say it's a keen commentary on modern celebrity. Independent came out and said each of the 15 different songs on Reputation tackles how she is perceived by people who know her and the people who don't. Add all these different portrayals together and you might just get a complete person. Swift isn't denying any of those facets of herself. She's not excusing them. She's just saying there's more than one. Mm -hmm. Which is interesting because on this podcast... We've really driven into this 15 Taylors theory. I just want it to be true. <laughs> I know you do. You want it so badly. And it's interesting because a lot of people, as soon as the album came out, like... They dropped it. They dropped it. No mm-hmm. one cares. I haven't. <laughs> but <laughs> but it before lives Before the album came out, I kind of... I was biking. I was mm-hmm. at a spin class. And I was like... I, an epiphany just kind of popped up in my head. Mm-hmm. That, you know, Taylor keeps on talking about, you know, taking the narrative back, how the media just, like, throws their own words and spin on stuff. So I was thinking, like, okay, but maybe she did this purposely. Maybe there isn't a specific, like, 1 to 15 right. lineup, but she's trying to drive the point home that, like, even us as fans, we're going to scour that lineup yeah. and make it fit our narrative to right. how we want it to be. Yeah. And I've, I'm 100% guilty of doing <laughs> it, of this it. myself yeah. because I'm proving it. Like, I have, yeah. I can count at least nine Taylors that I, guys. Yeah. I've been like researching, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, all the way back to like the Fearless era to right. like the Speak Now era. And I think that that's exactly what she's trying to mm-hmm. say. Like, yeah, I think the album speaks to this idea is that she is talking about her reputation and how everyone perceives it differently. Yeah. And she's playing into that completely, whether it's purposely through the 15 Taylors theory or not. But I fully enjoy seeing you yes. make these connections. Exactly. I'm not going to say all of them out loud <laughs> right now, but they're yeah. like the ones that we've gone over are the songs, Ready for It. She's in a cage in the Look What You Made Me Do video. Right. She's also in a cage in the Ready For a video surrounded yeah. by eight guards, both videos. And she, she literally, literally sings Jailer in the song, yeah. and she's in a birdcage in Look bite. What You Made Me Do. Yeah. Look What You Made Me Do, Six Taylor is in black. The dancers yeah. are there. You know, eight dancers. I've also put it to my head that last time we saw her was in November 2016. Okay. And she broke up with Calvin in June 2016. Yeah. It took six months for her reputation to really, like, die oh, and dissolve. Yeah. And she went MIA after six months. Mm. She's wearing black. Okay. Like, going to a funeral. <laughs> you know, okay. I don't know, mourning yeah. her reputation. A lot of people are wondering, like, it's the only thing you have going on is that she, she like put out reputation right. with black, but I'm like, maybe she's wearing black. Even when she yeah. comes in dancing, she's in black in a funeral-esque home, yeah. though. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, and then, this is new info. I hadn't heard that detail yet. I know. That, yeah. I was texting you all about, like, yes. trying to get, like, when did Taylor go MIA? Right. From June to November, six months. Yeah. Six tracks, she's wearing black. <laughs> That's one. Then Gorgeous, 
be amazed, Taylor. We already right. know that. The beginning of the album goes with the three ellipses, mm-hmm. like, ready for it. Yeah. And then the album, the song right before um, Gorgeous, So It Goes, has three ellipses. Yeah. So it, those, it frames it. It frames it perfectly, and then it goes to Gorgeous, which I think it just kind of represents the media's twist on her reputation. Okay. okay. So, and, you know, and I also we already know that, like, Kanye has a song named Gorgeous, and the VMAs kind of sparked her reputation. Right. There you go. And then call it what you want. The 14th Taylor is a biker Taylor, which she says, you don't need to save me, but would you run away with me? Uh, biker Taylor is literally making her right, get away from I robbing the bank. Put together until she released that the, behind the scenes. The behind the scenes video, exactly. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's what the biker is. And she's holding up two bikes. Yes. One for her and one for Joe Look to at make that. a getaway. But not only that, but she is wearing spikes all over her jacket, symbolizing the thorns oh. from the flowers that are going back. So they're protecting her. Look at this. There's like a chain link on her neck. <laughs> And she sings about a chain. That's true. On her neck. Wow, I might be converted. I'm a believer. There are still a few, <laughs> like, tailors, and I'm like, I yeah. have no idea what You'll that get represents. There, but I'm, I'm playing yeah. into this narrative. You need to follow her on Tumblr. She posts them all, and they are very popular. People are They're very eating popular. this up. Swiftish yeah. podcast. Yes. Follow us. <laughs> But, you know, Bustle, our favorite uh, I know. We outlet. had such a moment of pride last week. We did. We got called out. Yeah, so it's all fa- <laughs> it's all me. I was just wondering, like, why the heck did people cry at the Secret Session yeah. when she played the last track? Yeah. Like, what the heck? <laughs> there had to be a reason. There had to be a reason. And it was called New Year's Day. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, what if Taylor reveals in the last track... That she is engaged. And I know. I, and I like posted that on my personal account. <laughs> and then I also posted that on our Twitter account. Yes. And then Bustle, after the album was dropped, did a article about the 12 theories that were wrong. <laughs> yeah. And our tweet. Our tweet made it. Made it. Yes. They said this one was wrong. And it was our, our account. But they didn't say it was off base. Yeah. But we were featured. People yes. are watching us. <laughs> yes. It was great. It was amazing. I loved it. So it's been a fun week, and now we have a new album to explore. We have new albums. We have new poems. Yes, we are. It's going to be so much at our hands. I know, and it's just going to get better because you'll have performances, you'll have music videos, you'll have the start of the tour. Yes. So if you haven't been convinced to stick with us, like this is the moment to join. We're ready for it. Yes. But we're going to start with um, track. Two this time mm-hmm. since we've already done Ready For It. Actually, we did Ready For It the song and Ready For It the music video, so we won't we'll spare you enough. the third <laughs> third engagement. So we're skipping to End Game, which is track two. So what did people think of it? Did you like well, it? Well, let me tell you this. Yes. We are on track two, and the second Taylor is <laughs> oh yes, the Snake Taylor. <laughs> Um, and she sings about big reputation, right? Big reputation and how people know about her. Yeah. What was Taylor's reputation for a while? She was a snake. She was a snake. And literally the second Taylor is the queen of snakes. Yes. She has one. She sneaks and hisses. Yes. Yes. I'm just saying those two. Yeah. You are converting a lot of people. I think it lives on you guys. Taylor's going (laughs) to do something that's going to be like, nope, I'm giving it up. But a lot of people like this song. I yeah. mean, Pitchfork in their in their first review at least was calling it bizarre yet compelling. 
and which I agree with. Atlantic says it's maddeningly catchy, which you agree with. Oh, yes. Yeah. I fall asleep to, I, I sing it to my dog, yeah. Big Reputation, and I was like, me and yeah. Pablo, we got Big Reputation. Right. It has some Rihanna vibes, mm-hmm. they said. And Time said, this is peak Swift, where she's emotionally open, but ready and willing to have some fun with the hype around her own persona. Mm-hmm. And I've heard rumors that this is going to be the next single. Oh, yeah. Which I think it'll do great on radio. It fits in I've a lot of things. I've heard Taylor Swift songs on radio. Did you? Oh, hear? really? Yes. Oh I've heard gosh. like I was like I oh, haven't my. even turned off my own iTunes like. <laughs> well, sometimes though. my Bluetooth doesn't yeah. match up, so I'm forced to listen to yeah. Z100. But I was just like, wow, what's going on? how exciting! And on a random note, did you hear that um, New Year's Day is being syndicated yes. to country stations? They deserve some Taylor songs. You Maybe know? Taylor won another country award. Yeah, CMA. Okay. Yeah. But about in game, yes. yeah. <laughs> the big question is, who is this about? Which is interesting because, like we talked about last week a little bit, Taylor Swift specifically calls out this habit in her opening prologue to Reputation. She talks about how everyone is going to analyze who it's about. Some of them are going to just point fingers and make crazy assumptions. And she says, you'll have your slideshows, you'll do your paternity tests. And you'll think you know everything, but then she says, just because there's not a photo of something, just because there's not, like, an acknowledgement of something doesn't mean it doesn't happen. And what's more, she's proven in her songwriting um, behind the scenes that some of these lyrics she's had on hand for years. Yeah. So she's positioning herself sort of as an unreliable narrator because she's letting us know that she's aware of the game. She's Mm -hmm. like, I know what you guys do. I don't like it. So the next logical assumption is that she's going to mess with With our minds. Yeah. Jokes on you. (laughs) Yeah. And so I'm wondering if maybe she's purposely sending mixed messages or if she's just taking a more generic approach to singing about her quote-unquote reputation. I think she's taking a more generic approach. There are three different people, three (laughs) camps, you know, it's either about... Team Calvin. Right. Which, why would they think that? I mean, this is the one that makes a little sense, because you start out with that big reputation, where you're like, okay, (laughs) Joe has no reputation, but Calvin did have a bad reputation. Mm -hmm. He had a really bad recent breakup with Rita Ora right before Taylor, and he doesn't want to see her. Like, he specifically, like, had a really bad falling out, like, stopped her from being able to perform a song they wrote together. Just nasty. Yeah. They also had a beach vacation, which she references a beach vacation mm-hmm. in this song, so people are like, oh, maybe it's about the better times with Calvin. But then you also have people saying, oh, well, it's Tom Hiddleston, obviously. <laughs> which, I'm sorry, Tom Hiddleston yeah. doesn't have a bad reputation no. at all. <laughs> I mean, if, I mean, if you're looking at it, you know, Loki has a bad yeah. reputation from, <laughs> yeah. you know, Thor, but yeah. that's about it. But, like, if anything, Tom has, like, a bad reputation in that no one takes him seriously. Yes. But, you know, it was a big conversation that they that's got together. That's true. It was. And then Team Joe... The, really, the only thing you have is that she's singing about wanting a true love, and mm-hmm. he's supposedly the true love. And 
ready for it. The previous track was about Joe, so why would she go back? Exactly. You know, last week I lamented that we weren't getting any emails. Right. We received our first <laughs> listener email, which yes. we were so excited about. It was so nice. It was from Janet, and she actually brought up Endgame, which I thought was ironic because this is what we That's were what actually we're talking about, talking about yeah. this um, episode. And she also loves that, you know, we have some, um, you know, inflection in our voices. Yes. Yes. That's probably Janet because we're not trained broadcasters. Yeah. But that's we're a, too emotionally invested. That's a whole nother issue. Yeah. But she says, this is what she thinks. She thinks Endgame is about Calvin Harris because she typically starts writing while on the previous tour and she would have been with him at this point so at the end right. of 1989 tour she was with calvin so she yeah. thinks that she would um have started writing songs for this and she yeah. says that it's a hopeful song and she thinks that these moments she really did want calvin to be the end game and i i can see this perspective but just to play devil's advocate a little bit. You know, I do it. I just yeah. do it. So you can do it. <laughs> yeah. I think um, this era has been completely different because Taylor Swift might have been working on different songs, but then the, you know, the storm hit and she fled the scene. You had her tour end at in, like, December of 2015, and then she released her album in 2017. So mm-hmm. she had plenty of time to not write and to then start writing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just not sure if we can expect the same sort of trends we've seen in previous albums where it directly reflects specific moments, specific relationships. Well, as we know, the old Taylor Swift is dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think during the secret sessions, you saw a lot of her talking about this because She's saying in the songwriting process, she's like, the album starts out by getting any sort of rebellion and angst out, and then the second part parallels falling in love mm-hmm. and settling into new priorities. Mm-hmm. And she also, in the Look What You Made Me Do music video, mm-hmm. she put, like, half of the Taylors are in light, yeah. half of them are in shadow, so that goes to show that, like, she's still dropping those hints, and she's right. still letting us know that, like, you know, that's basically what she just said represented. Yeah. Like, half of the Taylors, all of her old reputations right. are in light, because that's what we see, mm-hmm. and then, you know, when you have that, that change, the shadow, it's yeah. the shadow, it's a dark, that's yeah. kind of when she went, like, MIA, and Which she directly references the opening ellipses on Ready mm-hmm. For It, to the random ellipses on So It Goes. Yep. Those are the first tracks. Yeah, And so you know that that's framing it in some way, which a lot of people think it means the first songs are about that, like, reputation she has for being a bad girl, for being a problematic pop star. So I think we have to look at this song from that framework where it's about this angsty time where she was feeling, like, callous and jaded. She's like, yeah, fine, F you, I do have a bad reputation. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I think it makes it an interesting song to explore, and I'm excited to get into it. Me too. One thing that, like, you notice within Endgame is that this is her third collaboration with a rapper. Yes. She did Bad Blood with Kendrick Lamar, Mm -hmm. and then she did Both of Us with B.O.B. Yes. And Future is such a... It was such a twist, like, so out of left field. No one expected we it. We should I know. She put it on a wall in graffiti Eddie under Eddie, and, and we just we just didn't think no. of it. We're like, oh, she wants yeah. a future with Joe. That's so yeah. sweet. But it was funny, because I was reading this old article from before the album came out. The track list was leaked, and they were talking about it, and they're like, obviously this is fake. It says she does a song with Future, so, like, there's no mm-hmm. way this is real. Which is funny, because it is real. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Future and her's relationship really, they, they didn't really interact, except when Future's album went to number one, it 
beat out 1989. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he posted about it and was like, oh, I'm so excited to be like next to you. Like, it's like such an honor, basically. And she responded and was like, oh, I'm such a fan. So, you know, there's like mm-hmm. respect Back and forth. there. Yeah. And then Taylor Swift did her Apple Music commercial where she is on the treadmill yeah. and she's running to a future song, yeah. Jump Fan. So, clearly, there's been like some love there, you know, so it's not totally unexpected that he would be one she calls on. Nope, not at all, especially since he does have a big reputation, which we get on, I get in that later on in the lyrics. Mm -hmm. You ready for it? Yeah. So in game, remember, comes after ready for it, so you know that ends with Taylor Swift singing, are you ready for it, baby, let the games Begin. Yeah. <laughs> and then she leads into Endgame. So she's setting the stage for how she's going to say her piece through the rest of the album. And this is the first chance she has. So it starts out, I want to be your Endgame. I want to be your first string. I want to be your A-team. I want to be your Endgame. Endgame. Yeah. Now, well, for those who don't know anything about sports, first <laughs> yeah. string is basically, you know, the right. best players, those people who are regularly played, you know, it's mm-hmm. their first pick. Yeah, and endgame is like the final stage of a final. game. Yep, such the as final choice. Like chess. Which know? is interesting that she did Ready For It, and that was premiered by ESPN. Mm. And she has a lot of... Um, yeah. Sports references in the song. Yeah. Yeah, when I first thought of A-Team, the first thing that I thought was of Ed Sheeran's song, A-Team, which was interesting to note since he is featured on yes, the song. Yes, it's a nice nod. Yeah, he talks about, you know, he wants this girl to be in the class A-Team. And as we've listened throughout this whole album, there are, like, references, you know, paralleling love and drugs. Mm-hmm. And so the class A is a British term for, like, heroin, <laughs> cocaine, like the highly addictive drugs. Yeah. You're based, so it's kind of like she wants whoever she's talking to to be yeah. hers, you know, to be the number one. She wants to, like, be obsessed with him. Yeah. She wants him to be highly addicted Well, and her. it goes back to her feeling like, I've never had the love mm-hmm. and it's been able to write about. And so now she's like, I do want that. Like, yeah. I want that obsessive love where you're in it and you can't get rid of it. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Also, like, one thing I thought of, there's an 80s show called The (laughs) A-Team, and it's basically about, like, military members. (laughs) They're put away for a crime that they didn't commit, Taylor Swift, and then they escape to become mercenaries. And uh, (laughs) Taylor Swift has been known to, you know, rob her fans blind, which I kind of, like, rolled my eyes at, but, you know, like... And it's, I mean, this starts out so soft, like, this... This opening pre-chorus is, like, really atmospheric and, like, Mm -hmm. and smooth. And steady. And then the drop, the beat drops, you suddenly have this hardcore, like, hip-hop sounding song where she sings, Big reputation, big reputation, oh, you and me, we got big reputations. And you heard about me, oh, I got some big enemies. Kimye, Katie, Calvin. She has a thing with (laughs) cut, cut, cut. It just goes on and on and on. But, um, I think it's interesting because... Right off the bat, you know she's singing about someone with a big reputation, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry, like we said, Joe has no reputation. You mean, oh yeah, Joe has no reputation <laughs> yeah. at all. No. Yeah, so I think this pre-chorus is more about the people singing it. Yes, so, I do too. I know! So I think it's like, they're singing together, Taylor, Ed, and Future However, are all Ed saying... does not have a reputation. <laughs> if he does have a reputation, yeah. it's for being the good guy. Right. <laughs> well, being... the, yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's not necessarily a, a bad, bad reputation, but it's a big reputation. Well, like, you've heard about Future, right? 
uh, I guess I don't know. Future's <laughs> reputation? No. Oh, well, let me let yes. me tell you about Future's reputation. So Future has four different babies. Oh, wow. From four different <laughs> baby mamas. Okay. And in 2013, he was actually engaged to singer Sierra. Okay. But she called off their engagement because he cheated on her. Oh, future. And then in 2016, <laughs> he was sued by two of his baby mamas. Oh, wow. Um, sued by Jessica Smith for child support and saying that her child was, like, mentally distressed because of the neglect mm. as a father. And then Sierra actually sued him, too, for defamation, slander, and libel. You know, she didn't get the 15 million she was asking for i'm not really sure but you know future has some big enemies too so it's very interesting that like they're collaborating together right it is a big conversation yeah i definitely don't think she's singing about somebody i think they're singing about their own personal experiences i mean you can tell in the sound of it it's like she goes on and says you and me would be a big conversation. Oh, and I heard about you. You like the bad ones, too. I think she's singing to Future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you have these different verses from Future and Ed where they play into their their personas. So Future's rap comes on. He says, you so dope. Don't overdose. I'm so stoked. I need a toast. We do the most. I'm in the ghost like I'm whipping a boat. I got a reputation, girl, that don't precede me. I'm a call away whenever you need me. I'm in a G5, yeah, come to the A side, yeah, I got a bad boy persona, that's what they like. You love it, I love it too, cause you my type, you hold me down, and I protect you with my life. Oh, precious. So, I liked a couple of things in this. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first well, that that struck me on like my 17th listen mm-hmm. was um, the idea, I got a reputation girl that don't precede me. And I guess it makes sense contextualizing who Future is, because... Both Taylor and Ed use this line, but they say, I have a reputation that precedes me. Yes. And so he's saying, well, actually, I have a reputation that doesn't precede me, and it's that I'm going to be here when you need me, and I can protect you, I'll be there for you. So I think he's playing into this idea that there's still parts of him that the media doesn't know, there's still parts of him that people aren't giving him a fair shot for, Mm -hmm. and so he's more than just being a player who maybe has issues with um, using protection, but... (laughs) But that's okay. Well, you know, he also, like, references some British slang. So you have, like, I'm in the ghost, which is, like, British luxury Rolls Royce. Which, like, I'm not sure if Taylor had a hand in, like, writing it or anything like that. Like, British, because she's very, like, she very much is, like, adopting the British slang nowadays. Of course, he's also in a G5. Mm -hmm. And he's, you know, asking the girl to come to his A-side. So he's in a G5, which is a jet. Yes. And he's inviting his girl to be a part of his life, which... Yeah. His hometown is Atlanta. Oh, okay. Inside. I also heard this was maybe like a reference to um, vinyl records where you put the best songs on the on the first side, on the A side. Mm-hmm. So Team A, double. Team B. <laughs> yeah. We're just fitting it to me. Yeah. narrative. <laughs> yeah. And then um, you have the chorus where Taylor and Future sing, I don't want to touch you. I don't want to be just another ex-love you don't want to see. I don't want to miss you like the other girls do. I don't want to hurt you. I just want to be drinking on a beach with you all over me. I know what they all say, but I ain't trying to play. And so I think this is so interesting because you go from these hardened rap verses where people are are spitting verse about like what people are saying about them, everything that's been talked about them, how everyone sees them, but then the chorus goes into what Taylor wants, what she's hoping for, Mm -hmm. and it instantly softens. 
So I think, like, what she's a little apprehensive about, too, mm -hmm. because she talks about, like, I don't want to touch you, I don't want to break your heart, I don't want to, like, miss you like all the other girls do. So I think she's, like, she's still in that angst stage with whoever she's talking to. Well, and, yeah, exactly. She's so hyper self-aware now where Mm -hmm. she knows, you know, like... She doesn't want to be another ex-love you don't want to see because hashtag been there, done that. Mm-hmm. She knows her exes hate her. Mm-hmm. She knows she has a reputation for burning bridges. And so I think she is really vulnerable here almost, which is interesting because it's such a sardonic song where there's like this real frustration with this reputation mm-hmm. she can't shake. Mm-hmm. And here she's softening and trying to show that like, deep down, like, she wishes she could shake it off, you know? Mm-hmm. And she just really, I don't know, she's trying to tell him that she wants to be with him, and she mm-hmm. doesn't want him on the long list of yes. ex-lovers. Yes! <laughs> so it's great. Mm-hmm. She goes into the um, the chorus again, mm-hmm. then Ed comes up. Oh, I love reading into all these Ed. Because there's so much behind <clears throat> everything that he's saying, which I Yeah, love. Ed knows how to spit his tracks. He's always been sort of... I don't think he calls himself a rapper. I don't think anyone would. But he does rap sing, or whatever you want to call it. So this isn't an unprecedented style Mm-mm. for him. He says... Now, well, when I was young, we connected. When we were a little bit older, both sprung. I got issues and chips on both of my shoulders. Reputation precedes me, and rumors are knee-deep. The truth is, it's easier to ignore, believe me. And I like this first part, because, I mean, first off, this is about his girlfriend, Cherry. Yes, so adorable. So, we know that they were, like, friends first, and then fell out of touch, and then re-met, so it's all there. Do you, like, remember where they re-met? Yeah, it comes up later. It's so cute. But so I just really quick, I love this line. Reputation precedes me, rumors are need to truth is it's easier to ignore it, believe me. And the thing I love about Ed is he is so above the drama, like he oh, never yeah. engages. He actually like, kind of creates drama because yeah. he like <laughs> he speaks too right. much. But yeah. he, like maybe that's his reputation is like right. he has a big mouth. He has a big mouth. But what's interesting is like no matter what like the beefs Taylor gets in or the feuds Ed isn't one to really speak on it. And mm-hmm. if anything, he's just like, oh, yeah, I like Taylor. But he, he never like takes sides makes necessarily. It too. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't, like, go on Twitter and be, like, ranting no. in her defense or anything. So I think he's he even does... taken a picture with Katy Perry right. after all that feud. <laughs> yeah, so like, he wrote a care. song with Justin Bieber, yeah. you know? So, yeah. like, no one, he doesn't care. He's like, I just ignore it. It's easier, believe well, me. Well, let's go back to the now, well, when I was young, we connected. Yeah. And when we were a little bit older, both sprung. Um, we don't need to go into, like, how they reconnected, but they were actually, like, childhood friends, Sherry and him. He, so cute. They met in high school. Aw, that's know, so sweet. so cute. And then also, like, he got issues and chips on both of his shoulders. I'm trying to think of, like, the drama that he's had. The only thing right. I can think of is maybe from his exes, Nina, Athena, and Ellie. There were yeah. rumors Ellie cheated on him. Yeah. So. Well, he knows. played into that with a truly exactly. bitter takedown. <laughs> yes. But he then he goes on. Even when we'd argue, we'd not do it for long. And you understand the good and the bad end up in a song. And for all your beautiful traits and the way you do it with ease, for all my flaws, paranoia, and insecurities... I made mistakes and made some choices that's hard to deny. After the storm, something was born on the 4th of July. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so he told People Magazine that their anniversary is on the 4th of July. Yes. And that's when they reconnected. Um, at Taylor's party. At Taylor's party. He was texting her and she was like, I'm in Rhode Island at a 4th of July party. And he was like, so am I. And so he just like 
Ask Taylor, can I invite one of my old schoolmates, and the rest is history. Yes, because then they celebrated their first year at her last 4th of July. Yes, yeah, they've actually... 2016. Yeah, 2016. Last 4th yeah. of July party. <clears throat> so they've yeah. been together a while, and... Thank you, Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> know. Thank you. What a place to fall in love. I, I, I would totally sign up for one that. One thing that I think that, like, I think is, like musicians and artists need is someone to understand that the good and the bad end up in a song. Oh, I know. I because, loved that. you know, Taylor has written about the good, the yes. bad, and the ugly of her relationships, and so has Ed. And so I do think that, like, as an artist, you need someone who's going to understand, like, right. that's their livelihood. That's how they make a living. Like, they're artists. They gain by their personal Yeah, it's like, no one would have been a better match for this collaboration because it shows, like, they're the only ones at their level, like, in the industry. Like, Mm -hmm. writing their own songs, first off, and writing from personal experience, often very directly. So it's, like, clearly he's dealing with the same thing on how your position in the industry affects personal relationships. And so I think he's saying here, like... Like, I'm glad that you made that connection, because I know at first, when we were, like, last Friday, we were listening to the songs, we were both like, why Ed and Future? (laughs) Like, why? That's such a weird mix-up. So that makes sense. They all write from their own experiences, and they probably all have had, like, downfalls based off of the songs they bring. (laughs) Yeah. And then he finishes his verse... I've passed days without fun. This end game is the one with mm. four words on the tip of my tongue. I'll never say it. Will you marry me? <laughs> I know. It's That's so what I thought of. Oh, So, no. cat's out of the bag. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> yeah. It's a good verse, and I think he does a good job of exploring his reputation mm. and how it affects his relationships. And then it goes in. I don't want to touch you. I don't want to be just another ex-love you don't want to see. I don't want to hurt you. I just want to be drinking on a beach with you all over me. I know what they all say, but I ain't trying to play. And so I think it's funny that they are literally singing about a game that they're playing. But they're saying, I don't want to play this game anymore. Like, I want it to be over. They're saying they're done with the drama and they want these like fake reputations that are directly impacting their lives to like let up a little to like leave them alone yeah and then you have another pre-chorus and another chorus and then taylor swift comes in and kills it like it's so obvious that she's a fan of hip-hop and that she's a listener of rap because I'm not saying that she's a rapper, but she can clearly, she knows the importance of cadence and rhythm, and she does so well she here. She can drop it down. I love it. She says, I hit you like bang. We tried to forget it, but we just couldn't. And I bury the hatchets, but I keep maps of where mm. I put them. Reputation mm. precedes me. They told you I'm crazy. I swear I don't love the drama. It, it loves, loves me. me. And I just love this. Right off the bat, you have... I bury the hatchets, but I keep maps of where I put It them. reminds me of, like, Look What You Made Me Do, where she yeah. says she has a long list. Yes. And someone's name is in red underlined. Exactly. Like, she, like, she, <clears throat> she, I think she's done with being like, sorry, sorry, sorry. Right. Like, let me take the blame. Like, I think she's, like, you know, she, she Yeah, knows. she's saying, like, I'll forgive, but I'm not going to forget. Because if you drag this up again, then I know exactly where I left it, and yeah. I'll take you down. Mm-hmm. And I think and it's And she knows great. how to take yes. you down, mm-hmm. I like how she says, like, they told you I'm crazy. Because that yes. just takes you all the way back to blank space. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just referencing again, yeah. like, the they rumors. They told you I'm insane. Yeah. yeah. And I think the, I swear I don't love the drama, it oh. loves me. Love the that line. I know. There are two reactions, right? The haters roll their eyes oh my gosh, and say, come on. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, it just doesn't happen to you. You have, like, <laughs> right. a, a hand in it. Yeah. And then the fans are, like, fist pumping, like, yes, you tell them. Like, own it. 
I don't know where I fall exactly because I do think this is partly tongue-in-cheek. I I don't think she goes out of her way for the drama, but it does have a way of finding her. I just love that lyric. Yes. Whether or not you're like, oh, you're a victim or, yeah, Taylor, right. it's just... Yeah, we've people, all been there. People we've can't all get done her that. name out of their mouth. Yeah. Like they're talking about her constantly, yeah. even when she's off the scene. Mm-hmm. So then she goes on. I can't let you go. Your hand prints on my soul. It's like your eyes are liquor. It's like your body is gold. You've been calling my bluff on all my usual tricks. So here's the truth from my red lips. We've been wanting to hear the truth. Yes, from my red lips. I love it. I mean, this is just like how. In Ready For It, she clears her throat, and here she's like, here's the truth, like, yeah. I'm giving it let to you. Let me, let me tell you. Did you notice in every single one of her songs in this album, she mentions, like, drinking? Yes. Yeah. I know. Guess how many times, though. She mentions it 13. I was just going to say, 13 <laughs> times. Yeah. Was it on purpose, or just a lucky coincidence? I don't know, I don't but know. I love it. Yeah. And she also mentions gold a lot. Like, she loves colors as symbols. We know that from her entire album, Red. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But here in this album, she focuses a lot on gold, which I think we'll see in a lot more songs where it begins to matter more, but I think it, it sets this tone here, is that she's looking for that love that is gold, radiant, drama-free, not red, like, Perfect, flawless. Yes. Yes. And so I think this is such a great line. You've been calling my bluff on all my usual tricks because Taylor, for better or worse, has a habit of leaving relationships early, right? Like, Mm -hmm. she even sings in a later song, you have to leave before you get left. Oh, yeah. And in Out of the Woods, she sings, I'm letting you free because Mm -hmm. she doesn't want... She doesn't believe necessarily that things will work out. She's worst case scenario Taylor, right? Like she's always seeing the end in sight. And so here she's saying someone has been calling her bluff. Someone's like, no, I'm going to stick with you. Like, I'm going to be your end game. Like, I'm not letting you leave. From a secret sessioner, we know that she actually had said, like, she wanted to break up with him early. Mm -hmm. Probably being like, my reputation's bad. Like, why do you want to be with me? Like, just go before it gets worse. And he's like, no, I'm staying. I know. So he called her bluff and was like, I know you don't want to leave me. I know you're scared of how it's going to end. I'm staying. I know. So I love that idea. I also was thinking, though, if this is a line directed to us as her listeners, like, you know, people have been calling her out, or they've been saying, like, oh, Taylor's fake, Taylor's playing the victims, Taylor was lying about the famous tapes. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if she's like, okay, fine, you did catch me in a few missteps, you caught me in well, a few lies. Well, she does say later on that she told one lie. Right. So she does <laughs> yeah. up that she, she has did lied. something bad, yeah. but... She's saying, okay, here's the truth, and then she has this song for us. So I think she's saying she doesn't want to play the game anymore. She's saying, Mm -hmm. fine, you think I've been fake or I've been calculated throughout my whole career. I'll give you my most vulnerable and honest album to date, and I'm going to do it without playing my usual games or tricks of hidden messages and name dropping. And she's done playing it because she wants to be... Your end game. I want to be your first string. I want to be your A album. <laughs> no, I hope not. I don't, I don't know. I, do, I don't know why I just got that thought. Like, <laughs> I hope not. And a lot of don't people, stare me. Well, a lot of people, when she was trying to meet so many of the fans, right. they're like, she's trying to meet so many fans because this is probably going to be her. Oh last my god! So this she, is so sad. The end game is this the end game? Are <laughs> you ready I'm for it? <laughs> now I hate this song. But oh my gosh, I can't even process that right now. Honestly. I know. I was. I, I'm just shooting the breeze. Don't take yeah. me seriously. It's like what? If? No, but it's such an interesting song and she ends on the chorus I want to be your end game 
Endgame. So she ends where she started. She starts the song with a chorus, which isn't normal in most of her that's, music. That's why I had Raxler written down. I was like, there's a chorus first. Like, that's mm-hmm. strange. Usually it's like verse, chorus, yeah. pre-chorus, like as it will. So yeah. I, th- I did t- note that and thought it was really I interesting. Know. Well, this is my hot take on Can't this song. Tell me a hot take. So I was thinking about this, and you start with the chorus, which, like we talked about, is so much softer than the verses. And so it matches the ready for it style where you have these fragmented chorus versus mm-hmm. um, verses. And so I think you have this like fractured sound, which some people find like really unsettling, but ultimately it's like here the verses are telling this really angsty, acidic story where she's like, she's snarky. It's sort of, you can picture her sort of being like rolling her eyes and being Mm -hmm. like, yeah, this is what they say about me. Like, get over it. Like she's, like she warned us, the first songs play into this idea of fine, like F you. And so each of these big stars in their verses are like recounting how their rep has gotten in the way of real relationships. So then the choruses sung mostly by Taylor alone deal with that more vulnerable side where she's telling a potential suitor that in spite of all these hard edges edges she just wants to be someone's end game so I think that's like the main point of the song is she does have this reputation this Mm -hmm. big bad reputation that's what the album's about is all the things people have said about her but at the heart of it framing it in this song you see the real Taylor right she's hopeful she's romantic Mm -hmm. she's all soft edges and it feels like Endgame is talking about her desire to move past the reputation the media has put on her. So instead of being seen as the man-eater and the drama queen and the trickster who's always so that's calculating, over. yeah, she's framing the song with her truth where she's saying, I want to be your Endgame. And she's now free to explore what's been holding her back in mm-hmm. previous relationships. So I think, like we talked about, I think she is taking on a more generic approach to looking back at past relationships it's not necessarily specifically about Calvin or Tom or Harry or whoever else. It's about who she was before and how her reputation preceded her and influenced all these things. And maybe until she found she's going. Who the, it. the reason why her song style is changing is because she is in a relationship and she mm-hmm. does know that, like, if she continues writing the way she used to write, that maybe that might cause some like right. disdain within the relationship. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's such an interesting time to see her, like, change her voice because it is, like, a true love. Like, she's clearly more mature and and involved in it, and it's just so nice. And honestly, these songs in the beginning of the album, some people are like, oh, I just skipped right to Getaway Car and just done with it. But these are powerful. Go back. (laughs) There's so much more that you're missing. Yes. Why are they skipping the whole thing? I know. Well, I think it's because... There is, like, an vulnerability and rawness to the songs that are more when she's falling in love mm. and stuff, whereas these are more caustic and sort of, like, in your face. And But that's, what, we, sort of, but that's what everyone wanted out right. of the album. Exactly. So now that they have it, they're yeah. just, like, passing it over. <laughs> yeah. But I think it is. The album, in general, is an exploration of her reputation and how it plays into relationships. Mm-hmm. And so you see that through the songs, through her journey to finding love with Joe. And yep. so you see him make appearances here and there, but generally these first few tracks are about all the bad things she's done, all the things she's asking not to be blamed for, and it's just so great. It's love just it. ripe for discussion. And just a bonus, the word reputation is in this song 13 times. 13 times. The she's lucky so extra. Number. She's extra. I know. You don't deserve her. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, some people are very worried that they won't ever meet her, so. Yeah, so we started off with the taste planning, then we did the lyrics, so now you guys, it is time for tea tea time. time. (laughs) And it's a good, it's a good batch. What is this batch? You know, there's so, there was a lot of drama on Tumblr, people, someone even emailed me, messaged me on Tumblr, being like, Taylor hates me, I'll never meet her, like, they're taking it personally. Well, so this is what happened, right? We set the scene on the reputation release party, Mm -hmm. this was after the secret sessions, after she met fans in line, after she popped up at the pop-up shop, so she has this event where it's invite only. And Similar to the Super Bowl party yeah, that so, AT&T hosted. Right, so it's another AT&T party. No one knows how to get an invite, but suddenly people start popping up on Twitter who are there. And there's a lot, like a lot of people who have met Taylor before and who, who have met, met her Taylor every era. weeks ago. Yes. Yeah. Yes, like Rhode Island people yes. have gone there, yep. So instantly, it was like World War Three oh, in the fandom. I Everyone didn't think it could it. get worse after the secret sessions. I was like, "Oh, oh that's yeah. a lot of drama." No, it did. But it, it like <laughs> it escalated. Catalate, like. because people were very upset that Taylor Nation was inviting people who had already met Taylor to mm-hmm. meet Taylor again. Taylor Nation has had this rule that if you've met Taylor, you're not going to be invited again. They've enforced it on some people. Some people have messaged back and said, hey, thanks for secret session invite. I already met Taylor. I'm excited to come. And then they're like, whoa, you met Taylor? Yeah. You're out. And other people who were like, oh, I have met her. I don't want to go. They still let them come. That's so interesting. So that's the scandal, right? It's like, does Taylor Nation suck at doing their job? Like, that's what people are worried about. Don't say that. I do not want to get back to Taylor Nation. But the thing thing people are saying is that they're not even looking for new fans because they They just have have such a big base. And those people who have met Taylor, they have a huge huge following. following. Yeah, which is, to me, that's what I thought, was AT&T had to have a hand in this. Like, it was a publicity stunt. Mm -hmm. And they probably wanted the, like... The super fans. The stands, if you Yes. Will. And so that meant fans with huge followings, mm-hmm. fans who have proven to be loud and obsessive, and that Why were we down? I know. We could have done it. We, we could have talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> but, so a lot of people were upset. It's unclear still how some people got the invites. A lot of people were allowed to bring plus ones, mm-hmm. so some people just brought people who had met Taylor before, because that's who they wanted to go to the party yeah, with. That's their friends. And a lot of people said that they had asked, oh, is Taylor going to be at this event? And they'd been told no. Mm-hmm. And so they just thought it was just a party, so like, why not go? They didn't expect to meet Taylor. They hadn't been told they'd be meeting Taylor. So a lot of these fans got a lot of hate when they came back from this party, which is unfortunate and also narrow-minded for Swifties to turn on other Swifties because if you believe Taylor's watching, like, don't you want to be on your best behavior? Taylor does not want, like, people who are mean to other people at this event. So, even if you are mad, sip your lip. (laughs) At least don't attack someone personally. Air your grievances, go on your Twitter rant, but don't A lot of people have that on the rant and they've, like, thrown Taylor Nation under there. Yeah. I would not want to do that. Taylor <laughs> yeah. Nation, I love you. Yeah, we're such fans. They liked two of my right. friends last week. Oh, I well, love perfect. you. You're on your way, because I think it is. It's hard. It must be hard to be Taylor Swift, right? Because already you're doing something above and beyond what anyone else yeah. is doing. It's I mean, possible. she went to Target. Yeah. Randomly met someone who had, like, was getting ragu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, she is going so out of her way and, like, doing so much more than any celebrity is. Yes. In the history of celebrities. Yes. 
And so it's like sort of frustrating, I'm sure, to feel like even now she's still getting like the hate from her own people. Yeah. So it's it is frustrating, right? It seems like the best thing for Taylor Nation to do is to set a hard and fast rule. But I think everyone needs to remember that like this is still just like a gift to just have her music, have her performances, mm-hmm. and be able to engage in such a unique and excitable fandom. So I think we just need to focus on the positive and yes. and if there's something to hate on, it's to hate on the lack of information about Ticketmaster or Ticket Boost. But anyways, I think we have a lot to look forward to. I know Taylor's been quiet so far, but we're overdue for a new single. There's a new music video being edited somewhere that we're overdue for. Oh, yes. So I'm hoping there will be lots more juicy gossip to get into next week, and we'll definitely be diving into the next track on Reputation. Also, keep an eye out for our social media, Swiftish Podcast everywhere and you can also email us we received three emails this yes, week yes it was such a joy we're so excited swiftishpodcast at gmail.com we will we'll email you back we've just been too busy obsessing over taylor swift <laughs> yes so next week we'll have to find out what bad thing taylor did but until then i'm shelby and i'm ashley and taylor you and me we got big <laughs> reputation <Yay. laughs>